0: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.
1: ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Rochelle Travers, and this is The Leader.
0: The eyes to the right, 369. The nose to the left, 126.
1: Boris Johnson has just endured his biggest Tory rebellion since becoming Prime Minister. A total of 99 Conservative MPs opposed his plan to introduce Covid passes, but the move was successful due to support from the Labour Party. It means that from today, certain venues will require proof of double vaccination or a recent negative test to gain entry. Although a Tory rebellion was expected, the scale was bigger than anticipated and is one of the largest any Conservative PM has faced. A number of rebels have spoken publicly today, calling on Boris Johnson to change. So, should the PM be worried? Here to tell us more is David Bond, the Evening Standards Deputy Political Editor.
2: Well, I think it's a real blow to Boris Johnson's authority. One senior Tory said to me today that he had been badly wounded by it. But it wasn't irreparable. You know, he can come back from it. And we've seen Boris Johnson bounce back so many times in the past. You would be foolish to write him off even after the last few weeks. But, you know, senior Tory MPs are really fed up and they want him to change. They want him to reset in the new year. But while they are stopping short and saying, well, we're going to send our letters in and call for a leadership challenge now, you know, the prospect of that is definitely in the air.
1: As you mentioned there, some Tory rebels say they want Johnson to change. What do they want and what does change look like in their eyes?
2: Well, this is partly the problem for Boris Johnson because what the rebellion showed us last night, because it was so big and because it came from all parts of the Conservative Party. So it wasn't just those on the right, the libertarian COVID recovery group, who have voted again and again against COVID lockdown restrictions because they think that they are disproportionate in terms of the impact they have on people's lives, other health issues, and the impact on the economy. It wasn't just them. There were more centrist, moderate figures, people like Damien Green, who was you know, minister in Theresa May's government, who just said, look, I don't think COVID passports work. They won't stop the spread of the virus and certainly might not step the spread of Omicron, which is so rampant. And then there are those who are just fed up and they just knew that this was a bit of a free hit that they could have uh, the Prime Minister because Labour had said they would support all the Plan B measures. So they knew there wasn't a realistic prospect of the government being defeated, all these measures not being introduced. So they could really use it as a signal. But because it's come from such a broad range of people, like what is it the change or what is the change that they want Boris Johnson to, or the changes they want Boris Johnson to make in the new year? Because if you speak to those on the right, they say, well, actually, we want to see low tax, a reduced size of the state. Well, that is definitely not something that Boris Johnson is going to entertain, especially when you consider the state of the public finances and the sort of signals that the Chancellor Rishi Sunak has been making. So if there are those Conservative MPs who think, "Well," If he completely resets his premiership and he goes back to kind of traditional and inverted commas conservative principles, then I think they're likely to be disappointed. And that then poses a real problem for Johnson.
1: It's one of the biggest rebellions a Tory PM has faced. What's the fallout been like?
2: Well, it was interesting this morning because there were a number of the Tory rebels who were on the airwaves and they all stopped short of saying it's time for him to go. So I think they very much viewed it as a chance to to sort of Send him a signal, send Boris Johnson a message, but not necessarily pull the trigger on a leadership challenge. I mean, there is also the sort of growing threat from the virus again as Omicron takes hold. And, you know, we've got a really grim few weeks ahead, I think, in the run up to Christmas and into the new year. So I think a lot of Conservative MPs are also conscious of looking out of step with where public opinion is to be fighting these sort of battles or trying to dislodge the prime minister at this time would look tineered, to say the least. So I think they are conscious of that. So I think they'll probably draw a line under it for now. But Of course, we've got this by-election in North Structure on Thursday, which if you go back to where a lot of Boris Johnson's problems started, you know, this is the end of that particular episode, because Owen Paterson, who was the MP at the centre of all the the lobbying sleaze storm, which really kicked all these problems off for Boris Johnson, that election is taking place on Thursday. The Lib Dems are now favourites to win that. And just in the general election two years ago, the Conservatives won with a majority of nearly 23,000. This is a seat where you normally weigh the vote to see how much the Conservatives have won by. So that will be a major blow again to Johnson. And that will give Conservative MPs real jitters again. And so you know, it's a very fluid situation this if conservatives lose on thursday and then you have a damning report from the cabinet secretary simon case into these allegations of christmas parties at downing street and other government departments then things could get very rocky very quickly again
1: PMQs got a bit fiery today. What were some of the key moments? Well,
2: Sir Keir Starmer, the Labour leader, came absolutely determined to rub it in for Boris Johnson because, of course, he had had to rely on Labour's support to get those COVID Plan B measures through yesterday, and particularly the one on COVID passports, where there was that huge rebellion by Tory MPs of around 100. So, you know, he wanted to make the point that he had put party politics aside and was putting the national interest first as it faces this new health emergency with the Omicron variant. And that would have been very uncomfortable for Boris Johnson. Sakir Starmer questioned his moral authority to be leading the country, raised difficult questions about the Christmas parties and allegations of them breaking COVID restrictions last year. And then describing Boris Johnson as the worst prime minister at the worst time, which was really, you know, strong stuff from Keir Starmer. But actually, Boris Johnson, if he was a man on his way out, he didn't look like it because he seemed quite upbeat. He fought back hard against those claims about Christmas parties. He even questioned Labour's own track record during the pandemic. And it was noticeable how vocal the support was from those supportive Tory MPs on his backbenches today who were really trying to give him some encouragement, give him some support, and they shouted more at the end of his exchanges with Starmer. So I think it was quite fiery. But, you know, as I say, He's got some very difficult hurdles to come with the North Shropshire by-election on Thursday, then the investigation into the Christmas parties. So it's not going to be an easy run up to Christmas for the Prime Minister.
1: And that's it from The Leader. This podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm.